0: Hey, this is Kiran Nagar from the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show and today we have Vinny Desalma with us. For over 20 years, Vinny has been a sort of tough executive coach, leadership facilitator, team builder and business consultant. From Fortune 500 companies to high-velocity startups to growing brands, Winnie has enabled jumpstart growth by working closely with executives and their teams to create businesses that thrive. With that said, let us welcome our today's guest, Vinny Darsilva. Vinny, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you.
0: Excited to host you. So Vinny, let's begin with your journey. us. what got you started in entrepreneur?
1: Sure. Yeah. I think that I'm an accidental entrepreneur in that I had a, the last quote unquote real job that I had. I was working at a company and I had a 9 bait and I thought, I, and this was almost 18 years ago, and I tried to approach them with, maybe I can work from home a couple of days a week. I could try this, maybe I can try that. And it was a no-go. So I decided to leave, and I jumped off the cliff and tried to just start working and find some work and do some consulting, do some coaching, and just it, it ended up taking off from there.
0: Wow. So really, I'm very curious to know after you chose entrepreneurship, after you chose as a path of life, you may have created, you surely must have created a lot of success stories. So any of them which is close to your heart or which is on the top of the mind right now, you please enlighten us on
1: that? Sure, yeah. One of the things that I love about what I do and one of the things that I really look forward to and look for when it comes to clients is developing partnerships. So for me, being an executive coach and all the other things that I really offer to leaders, is how can we partner together so that I can help you achieve your goals? And of course, leaders' goals evolve over time. There are two stories that really come to mind when I think about partnerships. One is actually working with an entrepreneur. When I started working with him, gosh, maybe even 15 years ago, it was just him and one other employee. That's pretty unusual for someone to hire a coach when you've got one other employee. But I think that he saw the value and was really thinking, really seeing the long game. Um, And again, that's what I really appreciated about in terms of working with him. So I did, because it was early in my my sort of entrepreneurial journey, I did a lot of stuff with him. So from HR kinds of things to helping him start up his performance management review, helping him think about talent, helping him think about hiring. But I also did executive coaching with him one-on-one. And then as his team grew, I ended up doing coaching with his entire company. So every quarter I'd meet with each one of his employees and it was confidential. However, I did tell them that I would collect themes that I noticed throughout the different coaching conversations that I had. And I'd share that with my client, who was the CEO and founder. And it just gave him some insights as to where is his team at? How can he help them? And then we would coach to that. And so it was really, and I have to say, this example I'm giving you is unique. That's not usually the kind of coaching that I always do. But it is one of the success stories that I'd say I like to think about because we were partners and because even though I didn't work with him all the time, he would call on me when he needed me. And I knew so much about him and his company that I could easily dive in and really get to where he was having some pain points and help him out. Eventually, he grew to the point that he was able to sell to another company. So he now belongs to a larger organization, and I still periodically work with him and help him out. So that's a success story that I think of. Another one, just briefly, that I also think about. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to comment on that?
0: I loved it. Wow, you started on really. This is like thinking about the best in a person is, and uh, I believe that he was successful at it, and he himself was or her herself was successful successful in doing that for themselves. But wow, he too many good things that you have accomplished working with them. Wow. So next, please.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, it was, it's great. And he's really, and I have to say just one more thing about him is that he is a unique person in that he was extremely, I don't know, maybe this is being a little bit controversial. Founders of organizations, they have to be confident. They have to be confident to say, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to jump in and create this company. I'm going to jump in and sell this product or sell this service or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. However, that same kind of confidence can really get in the way of them really uncovering what their blind spots are. And I think that's what was unique about this client of mine, because he had the potential to have those blind spots, but he knew that up front and always sought out honest feedback from me and from the people around him and was willing to change and willing to hear that. So anyway, I just want to add that.
0: Okay, next.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then the other one that I think of is a woman that I used to work with, again, probably 10 years ago when I first started working with her. She was working in another industry. Um, she was working in retail. And, uh, and she, we did a standard coaching engagement where it's six months. I do a 360 assessment, which means that I interview people that work with her ask them for feedback, give her a report. We review that. She identifies some coaching goals. We align those coaching goals with her boss. And then we get to work. We meet every other week, do some coaching. It was a successful engagement. I think one of the, one of the biggest things that she tells me that she got out of it was how to delegate. So this is even though she was part of a standard organization at the time, she was that typical type A personality, right? She really was ambitious really pushed herself, really wanted to grow, which again, makes a great coaching client. But sometimes that gets in the way of you being able to delegate because you have some very specific things in mind that you want to do and accomplish. And if your people don't immediately get it and do what you want them to do, you can tend to take that work back and do it yourself. So anyway, that's one of the things you learn. So fast forward about, I don't know, maybe five or six, seven years late, maybe five years later. She's now the CEO and head of a music technology company. So this is a small company. She had not been in the music industry before, and she really embraced and really got to this role of CEO very quickly. She came in as, as the chief marketing officer and then moved into the C-suite after a couple of years. And what's really fun about her story is that then she invited me to come back and work with her. And so now what I'm doing is I'm coaching like three or four of her direct reports. I'm also doing off-sites with her executive team. And it just really comes full circle, right? Because she knows who I am, what I deliver, and how I bring value. And she's using me in a very different way to really advance this next stage of her career, both as a CEO and at a company that's like a startup that's growing rapidly.
0: Wow. Wow. When really you are creating success stories left and center. up, I would love to know the strategies now. Can you please elaborate on tools, tactics, strategies, hidden gems, whatever you it, to move a line from A point to B point?
1: Sure. Yeah, I think a couple of things. I think that, I mean, every coach is different, right? And when you, if any of your listeners ever decide to work with an executive coach, there are definitely some good ones out there. You want to make sure you get a really great executive coach. But the other thing that you also have to make sure that you do is you find somebody that you really have some chemistry with, right, that you really connect with, right? Because there's a lot of good ones out there, but you also have to connect with that person. So that kind of sets the stage. Do I want to work with this person? Is this person someone that I'm going to want to really be honest with and vulnerable with and and transparent with in terms of what I need to work on? So I think it starts with that. I think from my unique experience and what I bring to the table as an executive coach is I was telling you earlier before we started recording that my background is in social work. And then from social work, I went into business consulting. And then from business consulting, I did coaching. So when I do coaching, I really bring to the relationship the social work part of me, right, that is the good listener, that asks really good questions. That doesn't shy away from the personal aspects that might be getting in your way of your business goals or the results that you want to find. But I also come to the table with my business consulting hat, right? So I don't shy away from the things that I've learned and I've experienced and the tools that I use and I have used with other clients around leadership. And so I can be... Both questioning and empowering, but also bring my expertise and experience. I bring uh, empathy, but also push and challenge people to the next level. And like I said, I'm not, I don't shy away from, okay, what are some things that are happening in your life or have happened in your past, honestly, that are getting in the way of your working relationships, right? Potentially right now. So I think those are some of the things that I bring. And then the, I mentioned this earlier when I was talking about my other client. When it comes to getting feedback and doing a coaching engagement, that can really make the difference between whether or not it can be successful. Because if you think about it, if I start working with somebody and I don't and I haven't talked to anybody that they work with, it's their voice and my voice in the room and that's it. I can can only go with what they're telling me, right? But if I go and I interview people that work with them, I'm going to get a whole host of perspectives and thoughts on this person, how they show up, who they are. And that helps me understand where they're coming from, how else they're perceived by the people around them. And then I, we've got some things that potentially reveal some, and I mentioned this earlier, reveal some uh, blind spots. And the only way we can change is if we know the areas in which we need to change. If we don't know what our blind spots are, we're blind to them, right? We don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. So that's a critical part of executive coaching too, right, is to understand What's getting in my way that I don't know about? So, anyway, so I'll stop there. Or is that helpful? What do you think about what I've just said?
0: Yeah, god it. Really. That, that was something that I understood. Now, to ask you about the, the things that you feel every leader in particular should know. About. What are some must nice have for each leader? So some tips for every leader.
1: Let me think about that. I think there's a couple of things that I think of. One is as a leader, Don't be afraid of getting to the root cause. I think that leaders, especially entrepreneurs, they're we're so focused on getting the results like I've got to get this done or I've got to get this relationship worked out or I've got to get I've got to meet my goals in terms of how the business is going to function and and what the process is in getting there right now. But if we only focus on results, we sometimes miss on the core root issues as to why we're not getting those results. So let me say a bit more about that. If we go downstream to say, okay, the results that we're getting that we don't like stem from behaviors that we have. And those behaviors many times stem from the narrative that we're telling, the story we're telling ourselves or the mindset that we have. Okay, so I'll give you an example. If I have somebody, if I have a client who is working with somebody in their organization that they're just not getting along with, there's just something about that person that's driving them nuts. okay? <laughs> now, there's lots of ways you can approach this, right? And so, and I've done, and I've approached it in different ways. But I think of a client in particular uh, that, that this really happened with, where that person, if she only focused on, man, I just got to figure out how to get along with that person, and that's it. It would have taken longer. But what we did is we did some reflection on, What is it about that person that's driving you nuts? And after some good conversation and some good questions and some back and forth, she identified the fact she really discovered the fact that this person reminded her of her brother when she was little and who would just like tease her and kind of poke at her and do things to piss her off. Mm -hmm. And so she realized that he was that person and representing that person. And so she had to get over that. So the mindset was, this person is acting like my brother, and therefore I'm going to behave in a way that's how I used to when I was like a little kid, which is just storm off and get mad. And so the result of that is a bad relationship. Rather than go back to the narrative and the story in your head to say, you know what? This is not my brother. This is somebody else. And let me get to know this person. So the behavior was, you know what? Let me go out to lunch with this guy. Let me ask some questions about what he's interested in how he sees the world, what he enjoys, right? And then the results were a better relationship. They found out that they had something in common where they both enjoyed different, in trying out different kinds of wine and they ended up buying each other bottles of wine. Anyway, so that's like an example of you need to get to the root cause. Sometimes you can just solve for what the issues are when it's pretty topical. Sometimes you need to go a little bit deeper.
0: Got it. Got it. Winnie, really? my next question to you is along the lines of emotional intelligence. Like, how do you keep the clients accountable and also be compassionate towards they being humans?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. I honestly, and I really believe this, and I think that I show up this way, I feel like holding my clients accountable is being compassionate and supportive. Because if I have a clear understanding of what they want to accomplish with our engagement and, and why we're working together, they are essentially expecting me to hold them accountable. And, and, and we make that clear in the beginning. So when we start, if they if it's clear that they're driving the growth, so it's their responsibility, right? It's their life, it's their job, it's their career. They have to be the driver. They're in the driver's seat, right? But holding them accountable to that is all about supporting them in their own desire to grow and learn. That's how I see it.
0: Got it. Got it. So it is your of keeping, being compassionate while keeping them accountable. So that is your way only. So that question is just an answer to itself. Winnie, tell us about the best ways of reaching out to you by now. So, is it your website, the best way to reach out to you? Is it your email? Please tell us about
1: Sure. Yeah. Anyone can reach out to me on my, um, my website, which is www.org. You can reach out to me on my email, which is winnie at winifred, W I N I F R E D dot ORG. So, winnie at org. You can also reach out to me on LinkedIn and on my, which is called Transformative Leadership Conversations. You can get me there as well.
0: Do reach out, guys. Wonderful person to speak with and to get educated from. My final question for the day, Vinny, is about the action steps. What do you suggest we do after listening to this conversation?
1: Okay. I think that there's lots that you can do on your own without hiring a coach, so I'm going to say that. And I will say this may feel like a running theme, But I feel like one of the things that entrepreneurs, leaders, founders, CEOs, anyone that calls himself a leader in any capacity, get more feedback. Ask for feedback from the people around you. Make it safe for people to give you feedback, because I'm telling you, those blind spots are the things that you want to be able to understand. And I have to say, usually the blind spots that we have is not the things that we do. It's the impact that we're having on the people around us. So when you ask for feedback, make sure you understand the impact it's having. So that's one thing that I would do because you can never go wrong with getting feedback from the people around you, especially the people that especially the people that you work with. And right from there, there's a lot that you can learn and grow from. By the way, not to say that you're going to do everything that everyone wants you to do, but it's good to have insights. It's good to have that relationship open to say that it's okay for you to give me feedback it can really advance your relationship and therefore the working relationship that you have and therefore getting your business results.
0: Wow. So get some feedback, guys, whether it is from a coach, whether it is from team members, whether it is from the people above you. Any every feedback, just consider it. Maybe you do not, not use it, but at least have a look at what will happen. So, Vinny, uh, one last time, please share the best ways of reaching out to you before we let you go.
1: Sure. Winnie at winifred.org website ww.winniedesilva.com or on my podcast, Transformative Leadership Conversations.
0: Wow. So do reach out, guys. And with that said, that was today's episode of the Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much, Winnie, for making great conversation today. And that was the highlight of my day. With that said, I am your host, Kiran Agrawal. signing off. You guys take care. Bye.